dead. Dead. Hello and welcome to Craft Beer is Dead. This is episode three. My name is Chris Face and I'm here with Bree, the pint-sized traveler. I am. Hi, Chris Face. How are you? That is your real name. It is, well, not on my birth certificate, but it's my stage name. (laughs) What stage? Oh, God. The stage (laughs) of life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we just got back from some trips. So I figured we would start off with that and uh, move on into lots of awesome, not so awesome (laughs) current events. Uh, Awesome for us, not so awesome for some people involved. But uh, we did have a lovely time on our trips, right? Where yeah, did you absolutely. Go uh, so I went up to Nashville, and the, the little pint-sized traveler here went over to Pennsylvania. Why? I know, right? <laughs> That's what everyone says. Did you lose a bet? <laughs> Yes. That's right. <laughs> Bet with God, and that's why I was born there. So, <laughs> yep, I was born in good old Scranton. And now, why have I heard? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that name somewhere. <laughs> um, well, you probably have heard it uh, a few times this year. Um, person, very special candidate, was evidently born there. So. Oh, really? Who's that? I actually don't know this. Oh, really? Biden yeah. was born there. Oh, I was making an office joke. I know you were, but <laughs> I thought you knew that uh, Biden was born there as well. No, I no, no you really idea. didn't. No. Yeah, so I've, I didn't honestly know that until this year either. All right, so two things equally <laughs> Isn't that hilarious. Funny? Yeah, so also obviously the office. Um, so I was born in CMC, but lived in Lake Wallenpaw Pack, which is like 45 minutes outside of there. So, so I'm assuming a bustling metropolis, uh, like skyscrapers everywhere. <laughs> what was growing up there like? <laughs> um, so Scranton, 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 Scranton. My mom always used to yell at me, so I said Scranton. I don't know why I said it like that, like Scranton. <laughs> I don't know North Talk. <laughs> I know. Um, so that was our closest mall, which is pretty crazy. So 45 minutes away is how far we'd have to drive for almost any civilization. Uh, we got our first Turkey Hill. If you don't know what that is, do you? Do you know what that is? What the fuck is a Turkey? Hill? Oh my god, really? Do you really not know what that is? Why are you so excited about it? Because it's hilarious because it's a major gas station. It's like sheets. So No, okay, real quick, the two things you just mentioned, (laughs) I've never heard of. Sheets? Holy sheets? You've never heard of Sheets gas station? No. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I'm not fucking kidding you. Have you ever been up north? Um, I've been north-ish. North-ish? I've never been to Scranton. Scranton? (laughs) Oh, wow. Interesting. So, Turkey Hill, it's like a much smaller Wawa. Okay. Okay, to put that in uh, layman's terms. No. Uh, so, basically, the fact that we got a decent-sized gas station across from the school that we could get even a cup of coffee, and that was open 24-7, was just mind-blowing. So, that was only about, like, six years ago. <laughs> All right, well, congratulations. <laughs> Real quick, that reminds me of... Um, there's a town that my family's from in Georgia. It's so small, I can't remember the name of it, but it has a giant peanut outside of it. Like, that's their claim to Is fame. Is that their thing? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's their fucking thing. It blew down, like, three years ago in a hurricane. They all lost their minds. Oh, my God. It's super sad. <laughs> They're um, losing their marbles. They I lost want, their peanuts. Yeah, they lost their peanuts. 
Um, no, so we went up there to visit family. I must, it must have been like 15 years ago. And they all start getting dressed up. They're like, we're going to take you out somewhere nice. We got this new restaurant. It's amazing. It's going to be ridiculous. You guys are going to lose your minds. And so me and my mom are freaking out. We're super excited about it because everything is just cornfields and peanuts. <laughs> so we pull up and it's a Shoney's. It's a what? Shoney's. I don't know what that is. It's, it's imagine um, Golden Corral with a better salad bar. <laughs> And they were okay. just losing their minds about it. So, yeah, wow. I get the whole small town thing. I didn't grow up there. I We didn't even have a chain restaurant in the whole town. You know, some hipsters love that now. That's why most people from New York and New Jersey are moving there right now is because there's this giant, beautiful man-made lake and because it's like hipsterville, you know, just all real trendy shit. Not really. It's just old buildings, but to them, it's trendy shit. So, like, what, five years until the first Starbucks? I don't even think we. I don't think they'd get a Starbucks. Oh really? No, That's I don't awesome. think they would do that. No way. No, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, they have, I think, four breweries there now, which was four more than when I lived there. So it was pretty cool. Uh, Wall Popback Brewing. I believe they won best new brewery in the state of Pennsylvania actually last year. And then Hopping Eagle, which is pretty cool because it's in a giant. It's actually a castle from like early 1900s. Cool. So it's this huge castle, and then there's a bunch of different businesses in it. And so they managed to uh, nail that real estate, and it's also overlooking this little waterfall and stuff. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, finally, Pennsylvania is on the map, aside from Yingling, which if they're even... I've never heard of them. ...on the map. I know. Me either. That's can't true. spell it. <laughs> heard of them. Can't spell it. <laughs> even still. <laughs> well, you hit a few places uh, on the way up and on the way down, right? Yeah. Um, so we tried to get, make the most out of it. So we did, on the way up, we hit up Richmond, which was awesome. I mean, awesome, awesome. Can't recommend going there enough. We hit up the Vale, um, Triple Crossing, Basin. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. I've been saying Basin. I think that's it. Um, Arden. Uh, we just hit up, I mean... Richmond is honestly a fantastic beer scene. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Maymont Park is a 100-acre park that has a black bear enclosure, a Japanese garden, a waterfall, and it's pretty fucking cool. That's cool. So we spent most of our time there. Um, Hit up Savannah. I actually have a beer from them that I brought to share. Awesome. Um, That's pretty much the only beer that made it back with us because we stopped in Savannah after getting in traffic for four hours and drink a lot of it so it's so sorry <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because like every time i go travel i i try to bring you know at least 10 to 15 different beers back right wow good well, for you and it's like it's mostly just to kind of either bring in here and share with the staff no. or like you know just have something on hand for just curiosity sake because you know you get tired of the same old things around Absolutely. you all the time so um when i was up there um, we, we didn't get to visit a lot of breweries while we were around because we were super busy. It was a family wedding kind of thing. So we're oh, bouncing around all over the no. place. Um, that sucks. I'm I mean, kidding. <laughs> it's Just got its gift. Yeah, it's a gift and a curse for sure. <laughs> it's definitely got some headaches that I can tell you about off air. But um, love you, mom. <laughs> but as, uh, as we were traveling around, we literally, I think we visited two or three different breweries. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up going over to Bearded Iris. I'm so jealous you got to go there. That's definitely one of my bucket list breweries for sure. No, and it was it was really cool. The uh, the decor inside's awesome. I mean, obviously the liquid's great. Uh, they their were branding's still, fantastic. Yeah, it's so. awesome, man. Like all of their lo- like they do a really clean job on all the labels, uh, but everything pops out pretty well too. What are they brewing on? 
Oh man, I couldn't even tell you. It looked like it looked Thick? like anywhere from a ten to twenty. Um, oh. But when I was driving in, uh, they were obviously in the middle of like an install of tanks on the outside. Oh, um, nice. So that's that's a really good sign for them for sure. And that's then a uh, cool. solid canning line in there. Um, didn't get to see a lot of the operation. Didn't want to intrude because what they were doing at the time is um, Nashville specifically was kind of under a, like phase two and a half ish. That's Pennsylvania too. Yeah, so there's still a curfew and, and you oh can my still, god, really? Yeah, there's o'clock. a curfew. Yeah. Oh shit. They have to stop serving around wow. eleven o'clock. Yeah. See, they have to stop serving beer in Pennsylvania at ten, but they can stay up until twelve. So you okay. can get like fifteen pitchers and sit there for two hours. Oh, that's genius. But they can't. I know, right? All right. So I'll <laughs> I'll throw this right back at you. <laughs> Um, where you think that they're being locked down, there's also these weird little loopholes. So, um, <laughs> if you're we, listening and live in these states, pay attention. Write do it. it down. <laughs> no, so we met some friends for brunch, uh, had a great time, and we picked up an Uber to go over to Bearded Iris. We didn't know that they were to go only at the time. Oh shit! Um, so they've kind of they've made the choice to do to go only, which I totally respect. Yeah. Um, and so we got there, and on the way there, we get picked up by the Uber driver, and he, he is a little a uh, little mountainy, I guess we'll call him. <laughs> Uh, that was very polite of you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everyone's going to have their own term as far as what that means. Yeah, but that's very polite. Yeah. Um, so we get in and immediately he just goes, you guys want some chocolates? <laughs> and we all politely decline. No, sir. Because we've all seen, we've all been in kindergarten and heard the stories. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, you guys want some wine? And I was what? like, all right, this guy's got jokes. He's pretty good. And then he busts open the glove box and has wine in it. Shut the fuck up and i was like either this is the coolest how many stars did he have before like did you i don't know i didn't check it wasn't on the i didn't i didn't get it on the app but (laughs) so he has the wine and i'm like this is either the best uber driver in the world or we're being fucking punked sketchiest or the best and we walk out of here with an open container of like some violation or some shit yeah and uh we politely like entrapment almost i mean i I didn't ask him if he was wearing a wire are you wearing a wire (laughs) um and then we politely decline that and then he pulls out and I'm not shitting you like a pre-wrapped full eight pack of fireball shots and he's like you guys want some fireball and we're like how old is he I don't know. he probably young or old I mean he, not like he looked specific. like late 50s early 60s so he's so probably older. Thir- 32 I mean, with a hard life oh my god yeah <laughs> No, but so, like, at a certain point, he was even like, you guys can wear your masks. You don't have to wear your masks. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. My God. Um, Sir, you're the issue. So, (laughs) but he was so nice and mountainy. So, as we're, I'm, I'm, like, talking to one of the friends. I was like, what the fuck is up with that? And then she politely explains, like, as long as you're not driving, you can drink. They don't give a shit. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know if that's actual law or if everyone just does it. But it got to the point it's like where like going ninety five and I four, yeah, it's just the thing. But so we uh, we stopped by Bearded Iris, get a couple four packs, and I had every intent of bringing a bunch of beer home, and then we just started Ubering around and trying the beers in the car, and then they all disappeared. I don't I don't know what happened. So all of your Uber drivers kind of treated you like you can drink in the car. No one stopped us. Like huh. multiple times, they'd hear a click. They just like look in the rearview mirror and be like, yeah. shrug the shoulders and like, might as well happen again. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. So At least was... you had the option of Uber in the town that you were in. Oh, did that you guys still not have has anything? Not <laughs> made its way there. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking a right. So the wedding we were at was like forty-five minutes outside of Nashville specifically. So we Ubered out there, and as we're getting like further and further, I'm like, this. Doesn't, How this can we get back? Do yo, they have Uber seriously. on the way back? Yeah. Seriously. 
Uh, we spent 25 to 35 minutes just trying to get a car to ping. Oh my god! And finally found one, and literally like rode it out of there like the last chopper out of Nam. We're like, I don't know how you guys are getting out, but we're fucking out. <laughs> the one and only Uber to leave that wedding. Yep, you were, you were on the lifeboat. I was so like, you're that's a good. Godson. Five stars. <laughs> but you didn't offer beer or wine, so four point nine. At that point, after the wedding, we didn't really. Do it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, should we open one of the beers that we were just talking about? Yeah, you, which one do you want to start out with? Um, how about yours? I'm right. pretty, um, not that I'm more excited for yours because I'm very excited for um, the Two Tides, which is out of Savannah. Also, highly recommend going to that good old city. I've heard a lot of really good things about them. I honestly, from going to Savannah, could see myself living there if I wasn't in Florida. It was so clean, so polite. Um, they have this place called the JW Mary- Marriott downtown. And so you walk in. Obviously, you've heard of JW Marriott. Not like, I was like, no fucking I way. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Tell me of this bullshit. <laughs> anyway, dickhead. So <laughs> you walk in. So you're walking by the hotel. And there's this giant geode stone. Thank you. Giant stone out front. And so as we're walking by, we almost walk by. And we do a double, triple take, and the entire downstairs of the hotel is a giant crystal geode museum. So some of the biggest stones and crystals and shit I've ever seen, like this dinosaur made out of crystals, all the shit. And then they have an upstairs rooftop bar where you go up there and they have an adult slide from the bar to the adult beer garden with beer pong. Um, they had Jenga, they had, um, insert another three games we played. I mean, it was just so much fun. That sounds fucking So you dope. have to go to Savannah, you guys. You have to go. Hell yeah. That was it. I like Savannah a lot. Actually, uh, I got the opportunity to go down there. It was years ago. It was like one of the last years that they dyed the, the river green. Oh, yeah. For St. Patty's yeah. Day. Dude, we lost our soul that day. I it was amazing. I think they're nationally ranked for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's I like think top they're like the two. top. Yeah, actually, I think it is number two. So Scranton, ironically, is up there on top five. But so is Bloomsburg University, which don't go there. Go there, but like don't fucking go there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, same thing with Savannah during St. Patty's Day. <laughs> yeah. Like at this point in my life, when oh, I was in my so go. yeah, when I was in my early twenties, it was great. But now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna catch a book. <laughs> That sounds great. <laughs> now you're just going to read up on the history of St. Patrick's Day. Like well, actually, that's what this episode is about. So get ready for three hours of the real St. Patrick. I'm just kidding. We'll save you from that. But what we are drinking right now is uh, a beer we brought back from Bearded Iris. Um, this one's their home style. So they had a lot of really cool options. I saved Ooh. one of these specifically because, you know, we kind of ate and drank our way around the city the first night we were there. Hmm. And everybody and their mom was carrying home style. So, like, if the... If the entire community is latching onto it, then you know it's a pretty solid, solid thing. Wow. So if you're from Nashville, I'm sure you've had it before. If you're a big beer fan, I'm sure you've had it before as well. Um, but I was a, a pretty big fan of this, and especially if the the whole area is kind of taking it up. So um, it's a oated IPA, an oated IPA, um, brewed intense or intensely and singularly with mosaic hops. Damn. Yeah. So what are your delicious. Sorry, I'm gonna drink some real quick. I mean. I obviously you know I love it when something doesn't linger for more than three seconds so that ideally yeah I like that one too because it's almost like six percent too so it's like I mean it's really on the lighter side I'd say 
Absolutely. And the IBUs aren't too crazy high. It's super smooth. Um, I've always liked that kind of like blueberry pineapple-y thing you get from Mosaic. Um, we don't use it enough here. I feel like we should. We should use it more often. But yeah, huge shout out to Bearded Iris. Um, also got their uh, their wavelength. And what was the other one that we I tried? I wouldn't have thought of blueberry, but after you just said it, I get that now. Yeah. And then we For also sure. did their double dry hop ever clever. And um, those disappeared way too fast and <laughs> caught up way too fast later on <laughs> in the day. So yeah, shout out to them. If you're ever in the Nashville area, please check them out. I really hope to go there soon, and I hate to admit this, but they also have some really fun wing murals in Nashville that I really want to go So to. we were staying like two <laughs> blocks away from that fucking thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, to the point where I went on a run Saturday morning, and I almost like, uh, you know me, I suck at social media. I get yes. yelled at all the time about it, by the he way. He does. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm actually not even <laughs> trying did, my best. You did well the other day with your story post. I, okay? It's because I had two minutes, and I was like, Wah! It was. <laughs> all over the post. No, so I was running around. I almost saw that thing, but um, yeah. almost saw that thing. almost. And almost. then I was like, you know what? So that There's... was your story. Yeah, it's... you were running and almost saw the wings. And then, fun <laughs> ending. Now I'm here. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. That was epic. All right, so that was the recap of of Same what way. we did over the week <laughs> slash weekend. Um, you guys have a great have a great week. This have is the... a great week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a few uh, fruit or. Well, we have few, a fru. We have a fru. <laughs> new stories. A few new stories. Pretty so, good ones, too. Yeah. So um, I'll start off if you're cool with that. Oh, yeah. So I've got bad news. Mm. We uh, we kind of did a self-fulfilling prophecy by naming it Craft Beer is Dead. <laughs> so I keep getting at, and I'm, uh, this is not a joke at this point. Like, I'm getting asked more and more by friends, people that, uh, that are coming in, things like that. It's like, like if craft beer sales like really down that bad. So as I was looking into it, I was just kind of curious. Um, there's apparently like a whole slew of articles talking about how beer sales are on the decline and how, what it could look like for the future and what it means for the craft beer movement, why people are still talking about why it's still a movement. It's a, it's a fucking thing now. Who's writing these articles saying that it's dead? Um, honestly, as I was going through, it was no one ever like, not to say they're not noteworthy, but also you don't see the, the name and go, oh, that's a credible source of journalism. Okay. Not to say that they're not. Oh, just um, wonder, you know. I yeah, mean, they're not like, it's not like, you know, New York Times or anything like that. Um, I thought you were listing incredible <laughs> news stories. <laughs> That's my example. No, no so going through that, um, it's funny because you start looking up all these narratives that are being spun of like, oh, it's on the decline. You know, maybe beer is not really doing as well as it used to. Maybe this whole like giant renaissance and bloom of what craft beer was is finally hitting its bubble and doing this, that or whatever. Um, when in reality, when you look into it, what's the biggest thing? That happened this year? I mean, why would you write anything on the decline of anything during a pandemic? Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> we had a fucking like, pandemic. what the fuck do you think is happening? Yeah, exactly. What, what numbers do you think are on the up right now? So when you look at it, and, and again, I don't know, but just looking at it from the outside in, when you, when you look into how the different percentages of sales and stuff like that are from the larger macro breweries versus the smaller craft breweries... Um, the split between distribution and on-site consumption isn't exactly the same. You know what I mean? So you're not walking down the road and going to the Bud Light tap room, whereas yeah. you might walk down the road and go to four or five of your local tap rooms where they may sell a bulk of their stuff on-site. You know, anywhere from I've seen as you know as low as twenty percent of on-site all the way up to eighty percent distribution. Or in our case, we we do what like ninety-eight percent of our stuff is on-site yeah. with minimal distribution for like just events and things like that. Which so, was always your model, you know. I mean, yeah, some of them. 
start off with that being their model, but. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow, I can't wait to sell out later. We're going to be all <laughs> over the public shelves. Blah. No, so um, if you look at that right there, that just kind of gives you the info of everyone's had their tap room shut down. Mm-hmm. Everyone's had this like this halt of, of continuing revenue. So, yeah, these, these certain quarters are going to look a little scary if you try to put a yeah. narrative on it. But in reality, I mean, what is it more than just the fact that we haven't been able to sell, like, sell the same amount of beer that we usually sell? And don't you think writing those articles is almost perpetuating fear that might not be realistic. I mean, yeah, this year has been scary and has been terrible for all small businesses, but do you think really reporting on those numbers is going to like drive the average consumer to go to the tasting rooms or tap rooms even more? Or do you think it's just like, I don't know, giving the business owners even more anxiety about shit that, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell what the genesis is. Like, I don't know if maybe they're being written out of trying to perform some sort of sensationalism, yeah. Or if maybe it's just ignorance as to as far as how the the sales uh, the sales percentages are distributed throughout the business model. And where are they getting the numbers from distri- distributors, um, or where can you even acquire? You could technically use any numbers you want to. You could you could pull from distributors as far as their CE counts and things yeah. like that if you to wanted prove to. Prove that it's going down. Yeah, yeah. You, you can do. Um, like Brewers Association often does like quarterly reviews as far as okay. like who's selling what percentage Just wondering wise. where they could get their information yeah. from. Yeah. I mean, you could even like, you could even argue that they have a friend and a distributor who gave okay. them like, oh yeah, it sounds like 30% the and that's their, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, I don't know if that's the case. It's just hyperbole. But, um, so going into that, what the hell? <laughs> I got distracted by a yell. <laughs> anyway, um, as you look into those two, the, the concern is, the effect that those articles have, whether they're written maliciously, whether they were like written to have any sort of sensationalism, whether they're yeah. written out of ignorance, you know, if if I've got people asking me, that's kind of a concern. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like, because I don't, you weren't really thinking about it on your own, right? Until people started asking you. Yeah, I had no fucking clue. And you're an owner, so you think you would, you would know if there was actually that big of a issue. Uh, you would think, but I mean, it's hard to tell these days because like. Nowadays, with everyone also writing, talking to everyone too. Don't you think there would be a murmur? Don't you think that I don't know? You would have heard about this before some articles were written. I don't know. It's it seems like it's just butting up now. Okay. I wouldn't be terribly concerned about it, but it's when more did like this addressing come out? it. Um, I think that one was within the last two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so very recently. Yeah, exactly. But if you're out there and you're hearing they're down, yes, they are. But uh, for quite obvious reasons. Yes. So you know, keep the movement Still going. Still visiting. <laughs> Still matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So go visit as long as you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Wear your mask. Socially distance. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Mostly that one. <laughs> but I wish we could put that sign up on all business doors. Yeah, but then some dick would get like super offended and be like, well, it's my choice to be a dick. <laughs> it's my dick and I can do what I want. This is it. my dick and I... <laughs> this is America. Don't tell me not to be one and have one. <laughs> if I want to slap it on the table, slap it on the table. That's called radio theater, boys and girls. Speaking of uh, sales down, this one unfortunately does have a little bit of a a little bit of girth to it. Uh, Speaking of the story, sorry, I'll cut that one out. God, that was gross. Um, No, this was one of those ones that popped up, and it kind of caught my eye. You know, when I first started out in beer, um, I kind of came up in the same time where. I think we can we, we talked about this a little bit beforehand where we both kind of got into beer from the romantic aspect of things. Like we yeah. really 
you know, we fell in love with the culture of it. We fell in love with the almost like a punk rock attitude towards going against the grain, you know, doing what you thought was right. Um, the best way you thought was was the right way to do it and just kind of like let it resonate where it needs to and fuck anyone who gets in the way. Right. Yeah. Just do your thing. Let your freak flag fly. That whole kind of thing. <laughs> right. So it's it's interesting now as you get a lot of these these breweries kind of like joining together um, or maybe some of these breweries that kind of started out with that kind of philosophy or maybe we just we're a little bit too entrenched in it now to where you start looking through and seeing the business side of it. And it's a little more disappointing to that little romantic uh, yeah. budding beer drinker. The curtain is kind of pulled up on it, and you see a little more into the back of the scene. Yeah, is exactly. I mean? mm-hmm. So the story that popped up is um, within the last, I think it was a year or two, uh, mm-hmm. Dogfish Head kind of teamed up with Sam Adams. Yeah. I don't know the specifics as far as ownership or percentages. Yeah, because it wasn't like they bought it fully it was more like a merge yeah, I mean, that's like, the word that just kept getting thrown around it was more merged than buying out or anything mm-hmm. and it's it like makes 300 sense. million i think was the number oh wow really yeah okay. which is crazy because um i sorry to cut you off but that number just is insane to me because when you think about like funky buddha sold for 80 million and you know i mean this is f- fucking dogfish head you know 300 million yeah. is nothing so to me it's kind of a big deal that he you know sam Paljoni could have made I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on this, but he chose to merge rather than, yeah. you know, sell He still stays so in the game. Yeah. Like, doesn't... I think it's pretty badass, but most people know this already. Dude, so. I've always had respect for him. And honestly, that's why I wanted kind of to bring this story up. And again, when we go into the story, let's not develop this mindset of black and white. There's a right and a wrong and an yeah. evil and a good. It's, it's very much, especially those listening too. like, it's easy to like turn on. Uh, somebody that you don't feel is doing the right thing, but also understand mm-hmm. that business is a business. Put yourself in that position. Yeah. And most of us can't even comprehend being in that position. So. Thousand percent. You know, it's it's easy for us to all sit here and say what they should have done yeah. with our complete lack of experience exactly. with what the problems they've or dealt with. Or insight on the industry, really. Exactly. So you know who you are. So, <laughs> no, no, but going through that, so, you know, Dogfish Head always had this, you know, punk rock attitude going into things. We we make things with crazy ingredients. We do crazy things because we want to explore. It's what mm-hmm. we want to do. And people are willing to pay a premium to be able to experience those kind of things because it was so outside of the norm, because mm-hmm. it was setting a new precedent. And it still is, you know. I, I think, unfortunately, they, they get forgotten about with the fact that there are so many more brands and breweries and stuff like that coming out. Um but one thing they've always stood close to was, you know, we, we price ourselves at a certain point because we don't want to conform to the masses and try to, you know, water down our brand image. Yeah. So recently, um, it's been identified that they're going to start lowering or Sam Adams has kind of made a, an effort to start bringing their price down and kind of making it a little bit more competitive on the shelf space um, as opposed to being, you know, maybe that $11.99, $12.99 six pack. It might be in that you know nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine yeah. range, and it kind of it takes a little of the sticker shock off. Now that could help them out, but the big thing is is here too, and maybe it's my own personal thing of you know what does this mean for the the brand? Like um, you know what does this mean for we're not gonna waver on our morals, we're not gonna like change our philosophy just to you know fit into more of the mass. Um, is this something that? needs to be done to compete in an ever-growing market does or is this something that just kind of looks like another part of the business structure enforcing what they believe onto maybe somebody they've acquired so i'm kind of interpreting this as i think a lot of people are taking it as their entire 
probably going to be the wrong word, plan to grant, like all of their SKUs are going to be now a value price. But I kind of am taking it as sequench and like a handful of the beers that you just know by them. I mean, right offhand. I think those are the ones that they're going to kind of cut the price point on because they still kind of can without tampering with the product. But then I think they're still going to have their seasonal bottled beer that I bet you stays the same price. Yeah. So I kind of think that they're almost opening themselves up to just like a um, wider spectrum of price point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that they're going to have their $9.99. They're still going to have their $14, their $15, $25 bottles. I think that it's – I actually think it's a very smart idea – to bring it down because now it's going to definitely be like people's boat beers, people's, you know, getting it in much bigger quantities. Yeah, that makes sense. Than going just straight for like then Miller Lite or something like that. And I think, you know, obviously Sam Adams is a juggernaut. Like, exactly. They know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, they also have a lot of other brands under their portfolio. You got mm-hmm. like Truly, Angry Orchard. Yeah, which I didn't know any of that. And, yep. you know, they were the first big dog independent brewery to ever outsell a major beer brand at a major stadium oh really yeah so it was the red Sox when they were in the world series years and years ago um their beer actually outsold all of the big beer in the stadium for the world series that was the first i think that's the first and only time that's ever happened still but it's a boston beer in a boston stadium so obviously that's makes a big difference but still that's a big fucking deal (laughs) hell yeah then like i've always had a a massive respect for them too because i want to say six or seven years ago uh, this is my little celebrity story, right? <laughs> so six or seven years ago, I get off of work. I go into Publix. I'm just picking up a few things. And um, I worked in distribution at the time. And I look over. And it's got to be 5, 30, 6 o'clock at night, right? So well past the usual business hours for like, uh, you know, a grocery store distribution, like those kind of things. Yeah. And I see a guy who obviously works for one of the distributors. And another gentleman just bent over like elbows deep inside of like all the 12 packs and stuff pulling them out checking Thank dates and god stuff. that's the occupation you were in to just have that yeah. description <laughs> <laughs> let me just put this back is it? um no so like i'm, I'm just gonna watch them like all right well cool they're checking code dates good for them and uh the guy who's pulling all the packs out stands up and it's jim is it kosh cook i always get the name wrong it's the the guy who founded it, essentially. Oh, really? Like, it's the owner of Sam Adams. Oh, my God. Like, in Orlando, Florida, in a Publix, elbows oh. deep, checking code I think his last date. name is Cook. I don't know his first name. I, it, I uh, yeah. But still, I always, yeah. Honestly, and this, this is terrible. I know everyone out there probably knows better than I do. Jim from Sam Adams and Greg from uh, Stone, I always, for, like, confuse their last names. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a fucking idiot. So... <laughs> No, but what I will say is, like, he did not need to be in Orlando at 6 o'clock at night checking no. code dates on 12 packs, but he was. And that's fucking that's awesome. That's insanity. Yeah, so I have a massive respect for, you know, their quality uh, or their dedication to quality and just kind of what they're willing to do. Um, I think we all live for stories like that because it just kind of makes us feel a lot better about buying alcohol. <laughs> I just, my, my one regret is just not going up and high-fiving him. Pre-COVID, you could do that. Um... <laughs> So with with them too, uh, Sam Adams obviously does a great job, kind of building a portfolio very well. You know what I mean? They they obviously do a lot of different brands. They do a lot of different beers under the Sam Adams Koch. flag. What's that? Koch. Aha! Bless you. Um, <laughs> uh, they do a lot of different brands under the Sam Adams flag. 
Um, but you always know, you know, Sam Adams, you know, Oktoberfest, yeah. you know, Summer Ale, you know, all these like the Winter Snap or whatever it may be. Um, they know how to differentiate their, their core brands mm-hmm. and then kind of let the other ones find the market where they need to, but yeah. they know they're four to the floor. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I wonder if they're just kind of trying the same tactic on Dogfishhead to where they're still, obviously Dogfishhead's still going to do a lot of their fun, creatives, like fun, exciting stuff. Um, but with those three that they're really trying to push, maybe a gap in Sam Adams portfolio specifically, you know, they don't have an IPA that, yeah. uh, that does very well for them, I would say. They don't have a sour. I was all just about to say Sam Adams has never done a sour They've as done a few. long as I could remember, but I definitely have not been drinking it that long. Um and with, with What the, sour what <laughs> they've done a sour? They had to have. Really? Yeah. Ah, are you just saying that because you, you think they had to have or I'm just guessing. I don't in know. distro. I'm <laughs> gonna put a possible no on that. But I don't know. I'm going to point out that we're doing a, a craft beer news podcast, and the amount of I don't knows has been alarming. <laughs> you can live in your own land, land of facts, too, with us, everybody. And I bet you, like, has Sam Adams ever made a sour? They're going to be like, yes, you stupid bitch. Visit the <laughs> fucking website. <laughs> Siri, have they? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you should know this. So, um, God damn it, they they're did. rolling with that. Yes. Yeah. I really took a gamble on that one. You did, because you definitely pulled out of your ass. Cosmic Sour. All right, right. boom. (laughs) Thanks, Sam Adams, for getting my back. Another reason why I love them. Um, So they're doing the 60-minute as one of the cores. The Sequench is one of the cores, like you mentioned, and also the uh, Slighty Mighty, so that that low ABV. uh, I'm sorry, the Sessional ABV low-calorie IPA. Love that one. It was pretty good. That that was one one of the better low-cal beers I've had. uh, From what I've heard, it's pretty hard to make them. (laughs) Um, it's not hard to make them. I think it's hard to make them good. We haven't really tried it a lot around here. I was pointing. I was looking at you as I was saying that. Gross. Um, like, like they tried. No, it's not we, on tap right now. If that says anything, we had it on the, on the docket, and it just never made it past COVID. So, R.I.P. Uh, um, no, another facet too that I was kind of interested about too to see your take on it was. You know, one big thing that they decided to do was change the new packaging on the Dogfish Head stuff. So mm. I don't know if you'd ever heard the movement that Dogfish Head was like starting to get behind. It was the the independent brewer uh, logo that Brewers Association had let out, and um, Sam was very very ad or was was very much behind, basically having that take up almost a third of the the six pack. Like, oh my it, god, like, jump in your face, wow. like, support local. Holy and then, shit! Yeah, and then afford or it just kind of fizzled out to now it'll be like a tiny little thumbnail so you know what was the change on that why did that happen is there a change in in philosophy i also don't think it needed to be that big you know i don't think i don't think it was it's very necessary it's very cool of them to have that idea but i think just having it on there where you give one quick look around and you can see it and know what it is which would be even better actually is if they do have it as a little thumbnail size Put a little description for the average person that, you know, probably has no idea what that seal means. So if they're one of the big dogs and putting it on their package, maybe it'd be nice if they had a little description next to it so the average person knew what the fuck that meant. Yeah, it would be cool to kind of see that on a lot more packaging. Because who else is really explaining it That's if you're not in craft beer? you know, It's one of those things where if you know, you know. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, if you don't know, now you, you know. If you don't know, now you know. 
Um, so that's pretty much that one. Let's see here. Blah, blah, blah. Turning paper to next story. Speaking of Dr. Chef. <laughs> Turning paper. He has a computer in front of him. That he I have paper. He could have typed this out on. Actually, I tried and Word didn't want to bring up. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going analog. Save a fucking tree. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I just feel bad. <laughs> no, so um, they're opening a brewery in Miami. I know. Yeah. So uh, yes. Sam Adams had a, a small equity in Concrete Beach down there um have you ever been down there i have only once and it was pretty awesome i wish at the time i was there i knew that it was still technically independent because i did actually walk in there and didn't take a lot of pictures didn't like you know really i mean i liked the beer but didn't really give it enough to appreciate it because i actually thought they were not independent so oh, really yeah yeah straight up and they're huge down there and yeah it's funny too because like I'll look through the TTB reports uh, from time to time and just check to because they what they'll do is they'll rank all the Florida breweries by you know how much barrelage they've been taxed on every month so you can kind of get an aren't indica- they way up there yeah they're like, like top one? three wow yeah who's the top three so it's top five was always playing around between um, what was it a uh, Imbev over in Jacksonville um, Concrete Beach. I think Funky Buddha did a great job. Cigar yeah. City and Crooked Can, actually. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow, it was that was really really impressive. Damn. They, they slay over there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a massive massive uh, distribution plan down that way, and uh, for some reason Miami just like drinks them down like crazy. Yeah. And it's funny Miami keeps coming up because not only do they have a lot of local breweries, they sell a lot of uh, beer through obviously like Constellation brands, a lot of the macros things like that. But there's a lot of macro breweries starting to work on secondary projects down in Miami, kind of like mm. we talked about last week with yeah. Azazur, those kind of things. So um, so Dogfish Head's going to kind of take over Concrete Beach Brewing specifically. Um, Concrete Beach will, con- so far as they say, continue working on building their brand with uh, Havana Lager, which oh, is okay. awesome. Yeah, because they're going to also kind of work with Dogfish Head a little bit too. It's not going to be like the brand per se. From what I kind of read, it's not going to be like, Concrete Beach and Dogfish Head, but some of those employees are going to kind of stay and work okay. a little bit with them. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know what their plan is specifically, but they've they've made it very clear that they plan on still having it available for draft, bottle, those oh, yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Um, so if you are a fan of that one, you'll still definitely have that, that conduit down there. But with Dogfish Head going down there, it was really cool. I looked at their Instagram. They kind of made up their own logo for it. Um, they seem to be really leaning into the Miami specifically. Um, I'm wondering you if knew they that might... before I did, Chris. Ooh, <laughs> oh, I actually geez. did researches. <laughs> Something on Instagram. Pretty much. That's all I know how to use. <laughs> uh, and not even very well. Um, but more so, like, why is Miami such a target? Is it yeah. more of, is yeah. it, yeah, like, uh, you know, what? when I went down there, they obviously have a great amount of breweries. But it doesn't seem like the average person is really going out of their way to go to the breweries down there. And I could be reading the situation horribly wrong. No, it just doesn't seem so. I mean, I think we're both on the same page where we're still at a point where when we think of Miami, I think we think of clubs. Am I wrong? You think of club scene. You think of South Beach. You think of just a lot of tourists and stuff. I just can't wrap my brain around the fact that it's being known for its craft beer because it's just such a club scene mm-hmm. destination spot so what i would love to see is if dogfish head did you know how they have their inn i forget what state they have it in the mm. dogfish inn you don't know about this no i gotta look it up after this so it's a dogfish inn and it's basically this entire almost like hotel that's all craft beer themed um and it's also predominantly like dogfish head themed 
So you can stay and like, I mean, like you could take a bath and beer, you could do like all this crazy stuff. So um, obviously you've been to South Beach, so you see all those hotels down the strip. Mm-hmm. They could just take one of those over. You know how we were talking about the Budweiser house, turning that into an Airbnb. Yeah. If they took one of those hotels over and did a dogfish in there, holy fucking shit. That would be <laughs> right. Real, I, I Wouldn't would that be go so out of my fun? And now that we've obviously established there's enough craft beer fans in the area, Tampa's right there. All those loons will go down and <laughs> they'll eat that shit up no problem. I'm telling you. Mark my words. Dogfish Inn is coming to Miami. And if it does happen, Don't she demands 2%. <laughs> yeah. um, she will clean the toilets once a week, too. Destroy <laughs> my fucking life. Whatever. <laughs> Anywho. Well, speaking of Miami and kind of like larger brands doing like smaller projects down in that area, like we talked about with Vasasaur, mm-hmm. like with Sam Adams transitioning Concrete Beach over to Dogfish Head and kind of yeah. doing that, um, it seems the as though there's a uh, lawsuit coming out of Biscayne Bay towards Heineken. Which I have no idea about any of this, so I'm very eager to hear about it. It's it's interesting, too, because, again, like we go into that same realm of what we were talking about earlier. You know, it's easy to hear a story like this, jump on the big guys, root for the little guys, yeah, and like absolutely. look at it black and white. And it's, it's a, always a lot more difficult than that. So um, from what I read, and I'm on the MiamiHerald.com, um, this game basically is putting a lawsuit towards uh, Heineken saying that they were kind of strong armed out of a franchise deal with uh, MLS soccer or MLS soccer um, enter Miami, the one of the new clubs that, that developed down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they were working closely with them. They had a beer called Tropical Bay, I believe. Um, yeah, this game's Tropical Bay IPA was going to be like the the sponsored beer of Inter Miami. Well, Heineken has a little bit of a stake in a place called uh, Cerveceria La Tropical, and because it has the word tropical in it, oh my god! They basically called over and was like, "Hey, you need to change the name of this now." Um, and so you, it never had anything to do with another soccer team or anything like this. So it was just the word tropical in it. So, and that's that's where it gets a little weird and dicey, and where you kind of have to start forming your own opinion on it. So, obviously. We root for the Florida breweries. We want to help, like, we want to make sure that, you know, we put our back behind them whenever we can. But this is just a frustrating, complicated legal matter. So if you look at Inter Miami and say we as a local brewery are working at a deal with Inter Miami, that's a specific deal between the organization and us specifically. It doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the MLS. Problem is, however, Heineken is a sponsor of MLS specifically, oh. so they can kind of come down and they kind of hold the rights as to they have what a contract to say no to anything they want. And I don't know specifically, but I know they, they throw their do. weight around a lot. Yeah. Like I remember when I was in distribution, I love Orlando City, and that we were trying to do like um, watch parties and stuff like that. But you couldn't put MLS, you couldn't put Orlando City on oh any signage, God. you couldn't do anything because Heineken would come back and be like, "No, we're the beer for that. I don't wow. care what you think you're doing." We're the ones who pay the money. We're the ones who are up front on it. So it almost sounds like the soccer team kind of fucked up. And they almost made a false promise that they just couldn't keep because, I don't know, it just seems really silly that the name had so much to do with them because, I mean, they dropped the deal, right? Yeah, so essentially, like, they no longer have the deal. I I, I can't find what they had changed the name to. Oh, okay. Um, but it's essentially was the name the factor in it, or it is they took one. so long to like get it all together, they dropped the deal? It, I, I don't know, but it sounds like they were basically going to use Tropical Bay IPA as the beer for Inter Miami. But as soon as Heineken got involved and started throwing their weight around, yeah. uh, Biscayne had to change the name, 
and unfortunately that caused them to lose the the possibility of the franchise deal it just seems like the name change seems unlikely that that's why they dropped the deal and that it they almost just were like oh fuck like we don't want to piss off heineken we already obviously we already have them going like mm, at something let's just drop this whole entire thing and now maybe they have something in the works where now Heineken's going to make some Bobo-ass beer and slap that name on it, you it's, know? Yeah, it's highly possible, too, especially if it's it's coming out of a brewery that they have a stake in out of Miami. There's yeah. no reason why they can't just pull out of themselves, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's, you know, it gets complicated there, too. I mean, you can disagree with big guy versus little guy and all if those things. If that's their thing. name, that's their name. I mean, they spend how much money on lawyers and their legal team every single year to ensure that this doesn't happen. I've heard of some very ridiculous things, Roke, <coughs> that people get sued and it just sounds very ridiculous because it's not even really close to mm-hmm. their name, but kind of, but not. And so now you're just burying a business for nothing. But if it's your name, it's your name. If you have a trademarked, if you have dibs on it, yeah, I mean, dibs sometimes matters. <laughs> like right now, there's, I guarantee there's probably no way we can go over to Orlando City and be like, hey, let's be this, the specific yeah. beer of Orlando City because Heineken would be like, uh, no, you fucking won't. Exactly. And in which case, you'd be like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize. And they've never brewed probably anything specific for them. You know, it's just Heineken maybe with a purple can. Like, I mean, how many different variations does Heineken have? <laughs> um, is there a lot? I don't know, actually. I don't, there, I don't think there is. I will say... I feel like uh, there's like three or four. There's zero zero. I tried recently. So that's actually one of the better non-alcoholic yeah. beers I've ever had. I know. I Weird, right? I actually keep one of those in the fridge at all times for yeah. like when I feel like having a beer, but I don't yeah. want to feel anything. Like I've got to go work out or something like that afterwards. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So. I personally am not super duper into pointless carbs, so I don't particularly go for them all the time, but I definitely understand where the jaw is and especially if you're... Not drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So with uh, with that specifically, you know, look into it. Um, if you're down there, go give Biscayne a visit. Like, give them some love. Yeah. Um, I hope I they, will. they find something really cool out of that. I hope they they find some sort of way to kind of find that same opportunity again. But as very shitty. Yeah. Unfortunately, business is business sometimes, but Absolutely. we shall see how that goes. But uh, I heard something. Uh, pray tell of a lawsuit or something. I don't your think way? it's going to be a lawsuit, but it. I think they have legs to stand on if they so choose to, but um, this is a little bit more of a lighthearted story that Chris really doesn't know too much about yet, so I'm I'm really excited to go in on this. Okay, so I knew nothing about this besides... Chris is making faces right now. No, I have a problem. I know he has this issue with like clicking his pen when we're recording, and it's really funny because he thinks that anyone cares or notices. Click, click, click. (laughs) All right. How about this? Before this story, let's open the beer from two tides. (laughs) Um, pretty sure it's a double dry hop something. All right. You can just use the same glass on mine. I know that's kind of a little blasphemous, but. I've right. apparently been writing on paper, so I'm trying to from save the paper. Pl- yeah, I'm trying to save the sea turtles. Are you not from doing- Dunder Mifflin? Some paper. From the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. All right, so this beer is called, which is perfect for how I feel about Chris. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I feel like I just read that in Charlie's voice, like on purpose, but not on purpose. Like, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> so legit, that gave me a flood of like sadness to laughing to sad again. It was like a little sad sandwich. I like that. Why are you? Anyway, it's a uh, 
double dry hop, double IPA, uh, El Dorado, Mosaic, and Cashmere and Cashmere Cryo. Ooh. So eight percenter, and the illustration is by Alexandria Hall, which I love that they added that because it's a cute little kitty on a can. Can I just say I fucking love cashmere? And, and uh, yeah. real quick too, if you're listening and you're trying to figure out uh, where to find these or what you're looking for, we'll we'll post photos on the Instagrams. On the Instagrams. Uh, so that yes. way you can kind of see what we're drinking. Where's uh, your cup? Yeah, let's see. Distance is hard. Uh, yes, we're going. <laughs> 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 such a fuck. We are going to do better with um, talking about the beers because sometimes we get very excited about the subject we're on. Uh, All right, so let's try this. Cheers. Sippy, sippy. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Plastic clink. Oh, Tits McGee, that's good. Sweet shit. Oh, my goodness. It's really sweet. I kind of, I like that, though, about it. Yes. Is it like, I can't. Oh, my God. It's more of like that malty, like. Mm-hmm. Kind of fusily alcohol sweetness, which wow. I personally really like in certain things. What's the ABV on oh that one again? Oh, my God. I think it's 8%. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, that's going to light that's my face delicious. on fire. delicious. I love it. That's a really good beer. All right. Well, that is the perfect. I'm just going to keep this in my hand to tell you guys the story because it's... So, real we quick, need a beer. one thing I always like to do, too, is just kind of give a shout out to the brew. We obviously try to pick out some of the more... Um, exclusive ones from them mm-hmm. um, but I always like to like give a shout out to the the uh, flagship beers too so if you're in the Savannah area look for their six foot uh, El Dorado Citra and Mosaic yeah. uh, kind of hazy hazy boy and all of their sours you can't go wrong with a single one of their sours oh really yeah Hell straight yeah. up alright tell me about this whole uh, kerfuffle <laughs> okay so like I was saying before I knew nothing about this until one of my very 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 good friends Allie quantum mechanics you know nothing about it. But I kind of do. Oh, shit. Anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so my very good friend, Allie, has kind of turned this into a borderline spectacle because of just the ridiculousness of the nature of this case. <laughs> we'll call it a case. So, <laughs> all right. Have you ever had Jester King beer? Yeah. Okay. So have I. Um, I've only had, I think, two beers from them, but they were pretty fucking fantastic, right? They do a great job, yeah. Um, so, pretty much from what I gather, <laughs> this fucking lady from Texas named Lauren Alexis Pritchard alleged that Austin Beer Works has been linked to human trafficking. What the shit? That, to me, as I think most people, is a huge allegation to make. I mean, one of the worst possible things I think you could say about someone is that they're linked to human trafficking. Am I yeah. wrong? No, like, what the... Okay, so you better have some fucking evidence on You better on have like some serious cojones in your pantalones to say some shit like that without some hard evidence. Absolutely. So... <laughs> I just want to, like, meet this woman. I really do. I really, really, really do. So, after this year and just learning how bad human trafficking is, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but this year, I think in particular, I think this was a major subject, even though it Mm -hmm. should always have been. But I myself have learned a lot more about this subject than previous years. Um, It's even pushed me to go online to look up different courses to, like, find out about how to 
help someone who is done if you see the signs of it i mean this is like four hundred thousand people a year that's oh, like wow. four huge stadiums of people that's a fucking lot of people Absolutely. right so like i said huge allegation to make um so like i said i become a little bit more aware on the subject and i also weirdly enough have become a little bit more um <laughs> I don't know if you were doing that on purpose. Like oh, no, I'm just scratching my arm. <laughs> so I also have looked up in uh, Satanism, which sounds very weird to say out loud, because I always just directly thought it meant you just hail Satan. That's actually not what it is. Hail Satanism Satan. is pretty much just a trolling religion that just trolls all other religions. Did you see that documentary on Netflix about it? No. Where it was, I think it's called like Hail Satan or something no. like that. You would fucking love it. And really? I, I had the same exact mindset about yes. it because like... Who you, doesn't? It just looks like, again, that just We're kind not of, telling you to like go do this. No, but we're just letting you know it. it's not what you think. Open okay? your brain. Or do it, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Open your brain up a little bit. Like just see what the other side looks do like. It. Yeah. No, and even then like... They, they talked about that whole thing where it's just literally just being a fucking prankster just to show that yes. everyone should be treated equally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. So I'm actually very happy that you're like aware of the subject because I had no idea. Dude, by the <laughs> end of that documentary, I was like, am I a Satanist? Because like, what the like, that I'm a fucking troll. I mean, that didn't sound like that. I thoroughly enjoy doing that as well. Off to the goats. Oh my God. So back to this crazy bitch, Lauren. So she filmed her- Lauren Alexa. She filmed herself standing outside of their spot with signs and the whole nine yards, just pretty much. Um, she proceeds to make videos, including herself, um, at other places she thinks is involved in human trafficking and Satan rituals. Um, she also lists Jester King. Oh, so she's crazy. Yes. Okay, fucking So awesome. she's totally by herself. It's not like she's convinced anyone okay. else to do this with her. She's not even like a successful cult leader. She is totally doing this alone. This is like a whole different story because I was <laughs> like, do they have like evidence? Because Fucking wait. Okay. So no, this is like just about this woman, honestly. It's not like really that much about Jester King. All right, it's I'm just getting some so popcorn. I'm fucking, fucking funny. So like I said, she proceeds to make a video of herself outside of these breweries. She also makes a few other videos like at her house because this shit blew up. This is actually pretty viral, um, especially in the craft beer community. So I just drank a Jester King beer literally three days ago. It was a food revising. It was fucking fantastic. Um, it also didn't cause me to be more angry and have darker thoughts than I already had. So I don't think it had any effect on me. Well, when just, you reach rock bottom. Just pretty... Like- <laughs> Just putting it out there. So she goes on to make quotes that the area holds dark energy and that it's her mission to, quote, collect good people, which to me sounds very culty. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever the Chester King is doing, right? But let's keep this woman out in the public. So she also claims, are you ready for this shit? Please. Okay. That the breweries put out teddy bears and little shoes outside every time they sacrifice a child. Don't say anything. Oh. Just leave people some airtime to compose themselves. So, like, I'm not even kidding you. So, she found that she, that she first started thinking this because she was across the street from them and she was protesting their satanic rituals and she just sees a little girl's bow on the ground. So that just causes her to lose her shit. So now she's trying to convince people every time their shoes or a child's toy or something related to a child out front of the breweries, that means the night before that they had um, slain a child. 
that they had killed a kid and it was for their dark rituals. Ugh. So she also po- she also claims that all their posts on Instagram um, if, is their own way of communicating with each other's each other, so that of you course. know all their captions are basically strategically for which is just funny that she thinks it's like Jester King and not like burial. <laughs> you see the shit burial rights. Awesome. And then you see the shit Jester King rights. That's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, oh my goodness gracious, um. God, what else? She also claims that since they've been communicating with each other via captions, that she sits on her computer at home trying to crack their code. And she's been doing this for fucking years. So she's obviously amazing Bro, at I'm it. I'm dead. She doesn't work with the brewery. She doesn't have any job within the industry. So this is like her just observation one day and it just sent her <laughs> off her fucking rocker. Um, and also, I mean, why can't we get this type of publicity minus, you know, the whole human trafficking having to do with little kids thing? Because Jester King has obtained tens of thousands of followers from this because no one fucking believes her. So it's all just turned into memes and just hysterical comments being made. All right. Lauren, if you're listening, (laughs) I'm not, we, we obviously don't do anything that you think that they're doing, but I did find a bow outside the other day and it's suspicious. It is it's very fucking suspicious. suspicious. No, <laughs> really on that one too, like, okay, I've always had this theory in life and this might sound really weird, okay? Okay. We all are our own individuals. We all see things a little bit differently. We have our own perspectives. Mm-hmm. We have our own personalities. That's what makes us all fucking Absolutely. awesome. Go keep being awesome. Whoever's listening to this, do you, man. <laughs> unless you're fucking Lauren Alexis, you psycho. Or unless you're actually, you know, trafficking. You yeah, can, stop that. Like, don't that. I don't know, take up weaving or some shit. It's probably equally gratifying. <laughs> or just weed. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Get out of your head because it's a bad place. So, <laughs> I think we can all agree though, we all live within a similar reality. Mm-hmm. We're all in tune with the same like social like structure, like this is how you should behave. Absolutely. Like We all kind of have this high mindset of like, alright, we're humans, let's look out for each yes. other, this is what we do. And then if fucking now and then, you meet somebody who's got crazy eyes and then they start talking you're like, you're not on the same fucking planet as all of no. us. You're no. fucking gone. Please keep talking, you psycho, psycho person. <laughs> so like, I would, can we get her on the show? I know. I know and I just want to hear, so I have a couple more quotes from her if you want to hear just some of like a few more because they're do. really fucking good. I do so bad. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's fucking so anyway. one of my also my one of my favorite points that newsbreak.com Austin Texas um, posted which I got a lot of this information from them and also from fucking Allie because she stayed pretty current on this. So the best part was she was wearing a Motley Crue t-shirt in one of her videos which of course is a band um, known for using satanic imagery. So mm-hmm. I personally just get a lot of sick satisfaction out of like she was caught wearing like a t-shirt like that but standing out there talking about maybe it's just like a like a ufo researcher wearing a mufon badge (laughs) where they're just like see i see i I know it see i know what it is so i know how i know what it looks like i know what i'm looking for (laughs) i I was one of them i I saw tommy infiltrated their group i infiltrated the group and i had sex with all of them they (laughs) called me a groupie i hate to say that that's a weird segue into our next episode I'll, I'll be recording you know, of some, our creepy spooky but anyway sometimes it just so comes one of the last quotes I'll read for you is she says I think we're getting ready for some Armageddon sized human trafficking busts 
So Which he's like not wrong, but like how are you looking at breweries as being like look at malls, look at these places, look at the theme parks, which I know that's getting extra conspiracy, but like holy shit, you're gonna look at these breweries as far as human trafficking goes, but you're not gonna look into these fucking epicenters. <laughs> Like, right. let's be honest. There's there's actual places doing this right now. They're right yes. fucking there. And they often get hidden because of the amount of money that can be thrown at things. Very um, true. <laughs> my, my favorite, and again, maybe this is just me being a stickler. Um, grammatically speaking, can you read that last comment again? I think we are getting ready for some Armageddon-sized human trafficking busts. So she thinks that they're doing such a great job at trafficking humans that when somebody finds out Probably her, her being so great at like yeah. ciphering the code of the last yes. fucking couple years. Like maybe she has there's saved not a one. lot of people making these rants. Fucking asshat. Um, it's going to be so biblical that the <laughs> world's going to end. Yeah. Like there's so many of them that all of a sudden the world goes, oh, no, can't do that anymore. Like, I just, I honestly just don't blame Jester King and the other Bree for not making any comments um, because I feel like it's one of those no. things where. It's just so ridiculous. They don't need to. This isn't something where they need to defend themselves. Um, this is just so out of proportion, which the point zero 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 one percent chance that this is all true. I will personally fly this bitch out <laughs> and I will, I don't know, give her my car and something. join like, a monastery. Because, I mean, then fuck me at that point. But it's true. I mean, it at this point, it's just everyone has... They're very dark sense of humor, and I think that the craft beer industry is the epicenter for it. I'm looking at you, Tyler and Horace, mm-hmm. and I, when we like we have our friends where maybe the off chance they made some type of joke like that, or they say very. It's just a very dark sense of humor industry. So for someone like her, I'm not saying you know they definitely did not say anything human trafficking related. Did they make a satanic joke? Probably. Yeah, Did you they know. say, you know what I mean? Who fucking has it? So I think that's that what she ran off of. And, that's, and she just fed off of it. And it just went and spiraled. And so did she. She lost her job over this. I mean, she. this was like a major, major thing that happened for her in this brewery. So, so this kind of leans into, and I can't wait to talk about this more on, on the other segment, mm-hmm. like the uh, true crime kind yeah. of aspect that we do. Like, I'll never cease to be amazed about like just how much somebody can lean into a crazy idea especially like yeah. you mentioning that she lost her job right yeah. Yeah. that's a for most people that would be kind of a big indicator of like all right maybe i need to dial back a little yeah. bit on this but you know like we were talking about maybe going into cults specifically um like just the sheer ignorance and blind devotion that yeah. people can have to an idea even though they start losing everything around them based on the sole fact that they don't want to admit that they got duped or they were wrong. Absolutely. Like, and again... Most of us do keep going with stuff, you know, I am guarantee if it's something in the brew house and you're sitting there and Doug's right behind you, you're like, fuck, yeah. fuck. But you're going to keep going for like one more minute to see if you can pull it off and you see if you can pull through before admitting like... <laughs> I've got a hot volcano fun. shooting in my face <laughs> yeah. as I'm dry hopping and I'm like, it's fine, it's, it's fine. fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. So, um, if you are listening, Lauren, um, at this point in my research, you can uh, shit in a hat and definitely leave it on your head and leave Jester (laughs) King the fuck alone. (laughs) 
I've never heard that. That was so fun. Actually, I'll uh, I'll counter off of that. If you are listening, seriously, reach out. Like, <laughs> like leave a voicemail. Please. Like, DM us. Do whatever yeah. the fuck. Because convince I, us otherwise yo, would be the best case if scenario. If you do for that, you. I will not shit all over you. Yeah. I won't shit in your hat. In it's your already hat full. Uh, I legit want to hear your side. Yeah. Respectively, for sure. just to see what's I going on. I want to hear your evidence. Most importantly, I want to know what started you on this journey. <laughs> oh, please. Like, so. Okay, all I want for Christmas is for Lauren Alexis to fucking call us. Please, goddammit. Pritchard. If we want to narrow it down, Lauren Alexis Pritchard. All right, cool. Out of, I believe, Austin, Texas. Give us a call and shit in a hat. <laughs> well, on that note, um, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, what's Wendell plus Wendell? Ugh, toodles. <laughs> Bye. Dead. Dead. Dead.